The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Well, I'm going to psych you out this weekend. Good Friday to you all. Darnell is uh, out today, so is JD taking over uh Darnell, I hope all is well. Uh, hope you're enjoying the weather. And uh, today I got it. I have a guest with me. He's been on here before. Uh, right before they head back to Illinois, I have my grandfather with me, Jack Griffin, right here. How you doing, Papa? How you doing, son? So he's going to join me today. Have a little fun on the radio. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of things that's going on. You got the Final Fours in both men and uh, women's college, the NFL. And all these good things. So, uh, I guess we're gonna get, uh, first, uh, I gotta tell you guys, we had a blast, Darnell, and I know you had a blast too. Uh, last week we celebrated my 30th birthday. Uh, it, some people want to debate on whether I'm 30 or a little bit older, but I, I think it was a candle missing at the house for the birthday cake. Did you ever see that candle, Papa? No, I didn't. <laughs> all right. So that's good. Uh, Anna Banana and uh, Manya, uh, everybody that came out, thank you. Darnell, uh, Danielle, we had a great time. Uh, man, festivities went on all week to the point where uh, we went to Shar's uh, place for a little jazz twice within the past week. And uh then uh Sunday after well after the birthday party which some people did not go home uh we kicked in it into the Sunday and actually went four wheeling and uh Papa we even got him on uh on a four wheeler and uh went to the gun range and how many years young are you 75 you wouldn't if you see see my grandfather you would not believe it so we he was on a four wheeler got Gigi out there uh, I got some messages back home uh, from the family. Uh, wonder what I've done to them since they've been here. Think I've tainted them a little bit. And um, we even went to a ball game, which is a, a whole other story, which <laughs> is going to be some prices being paid. So you want to apologize to Angie on the air? Well, uh, uh, yes, I'll apologize to my daughter. She uh, she sent me a message uh, uh, saying that uh, I have a lot of uh, answers to answer to when I get back home. <laughs> so again, Angie, I'm going on air to say that I actually, I actually took Gigi and Pop onto the game. They didn't take me, so it was my treat to them. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so anything else? Uh, I know Papa was going to throw me under the bus, but please have the uh, forgiveness card. Uh, Good Friday is coming up, and we'll be home then. So give them some love. All right, uh, getting into sports real fast. Um, 
Trent Richardson. Uh, well, one of the things I noticed uh, following football, which has never been done, uh, really back when you know you go back ten years ago. Now with all the mass uh, media seeing guys with their pro day workouts on air, uh, I was able to catch uh, RG 3s workout and uh, <clears throat> also watch Andrew Luck's workout. And I found it pretty interesting. You know, now th- those were at one time exclusive things to see. And uh, now hey, it's accessible to everyone. I mean, even, even the combine uh, allowing fans to get in there. Shoot, it was hard to get inside the stadium uh, without your credentials um, as a former employee in the NFL or a college coach. So just recently, Trent Richardson of Alabama uh, came in, and Trent uh, put on a put on a show being a running back uh, from Alabama. Uh, he's the real deal, and a lot of people says, <clears throat> I mean, it was some debate on his time. Uh, he felt like he could have ran a four three. Uh, there were some that said from four four to four uh, five eight. Uh, nonetheless, he's fast. He's productive, and there's just some things that you cannot measure with putting a guy uh, trying to measure him with his 40s. I think sometimes that's un- overrated. Uh, I know a lot of guys make a larger, lot of emphasis on it, but the real deal is, hey, can the boy play football? Is he productive? And uh, looking at him in the national championship game, looking at him at the two se- uh, past two seasons, I mean, I felt uh, that he was the better of the two between him and Ingram. Uh, when they're in the backfield, I felt like he could do a little bit of everything. And um, I make, for me, uh, being a coach, being in the NFL, to me, I think that it's much better to have a guy that is multidimensional. Uh, sometimes you say, well, yeah, this guy can run faster or run better, but it's more than just running the ball. It's pass protection. It's uh, blocking. Um, it's receiving out of the backfield. And Ax LSU, uh, he put on a, a display. So I think that Trent Richardson is going to do well. And then here comes the problem. Where, where he's at, he, he's more likely to uh, possibly go to Cleveland with the fourth pick. I know that Holmgren's there, and he's doing some cleaning house and some changes, but it's still the mistake by the lake. Uh, you go back to... You know, you had Jim Brown and guys there with the legacy as a running back, but uh, right now the Browns just have a lot of issues. Uh, they are trying to make, you know, figure out what they're going to do with the quarterback position. They pretty much went after everyone after saying Colt McCoy's their guy, and now you bring in Trent Richardson, and all of a sudden now you're getting those eight, eight nine-man boxes, and a running back's life expectancy in the NFL is not very long. So uh, I hope that they address some other issues. And, I mean, for that young man, you got to play where you go. And I hope uh, being a former Brown employee, maybe a little bitterness there, but uh, I hope that he's able to uh, have some success there. NFL, uh, this week they had the NFL's um, owners committee where they meet every year. And during that time, I don't know if you're familiar with that, Paul Paul, but they – Meet down, and uh, what happens is you get your top execs, and also you typically get your um, owners, and they disc- they go over they go over the rules and the changes. And so now, uh, what the NFL is going to do is to review every ton- turnover 
from now on. So a coach doesn't have to throw out the red flag, and if he doesn't get it, he does, you know, where you would get penalized with losing the timeout. And uh, so that's going to be pretty interesting. And uh, so they're going to employ the playoff rules um, into the regular season. I think that's a big, big, big deal. And in case you guys haven't been paying t- attention to Sports Center and ESPN and all that for the past several weeks, and, and or if you just don't have electricity, Chibo is a jet. And so, <laughs> I mean, I thought I sat there and watched a press conference, and I thought to myself, first, I've never, ever in my life witnessed a backup quarterback coming in and having his own press conference to introduce himself, <laughs> obviously because management and owners were at the owners' meeting. I thought that was pretty interesting, uh, what a polarizing figure he actually is. But then with that, I thought to myself, man, if I'm Mark Sanchez, I'm hungry, but I'm a little pissed off. Uh, how are you going to set a press conference for my backup quarterback? Uh, and, you know, with all that going on. And then, as Tebow said 44 times, or I think it was 45 times, I'm excited to be a Jet. And so uh, what, it was great to see the kid with some personality. He went on Facebook and said, I'm going to say it 46 more times. I'm excited to be a Jet. So it, it was good to uh, show that he had a loose personality, you know, a little candidacy in who he is. Um, but with that, also uh, came in a situation where Reebok says uh, technically the NFL switch, is switching licensing. So Reebok was the official, uh, did the official wear for the NFL, like the jerseys and everything like that. Well, now they're going to be taken over this Sunday by Nike. So in the process, you had a situation where Reebok is going to take advantage while they still had a license, technically until it ends, and they put Tebow's name on a Jets jersey. And Nike says, uh-uh, he starting new, this new calendar season is a jet and so you don't have permission to do that so there's uh actually nike sue reebok and so uh the courts put in a restraining order preventing uh reebok to do any tebow jet jerseys now they're fine with doing reebok i mean uh tebow bronco jerseys but tebow jet jerseys will not have the reebok sign but it will be carrying the swoosh so uh, things are getting a little hot, and everybody's getting a little uh, competitive. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. Nike has some things that they're doing with the New Jerseys. I'm kind of geeked. I, you know, me, personally, I'm Adidas guy. But when I worked with the Bears uh, and they were over the NFL uh, apparel, Nike hooked us up. We used to be able to go to Nike Town and get some free shoes and all that stuff. So uh, Nike has shown a, to be a little bit more creative. So that would be very interesting. Uh, <clears throat> and so going on to the things, the real thing, which is bothering probably, and I'm sure you've been following it too, with Sean Payton and with the Saints, uh, the coach is getting suspended uh, for a year and Loomis for eight games and uh, Vitt for six games. Um, now you got Sean Payton calling up his boy, Bill Parcells, which, you know, 
that's what happens, a little nepotism in the air, uh, to come in and help them out and build ourselves. Like, I'm a friend to end. Uh, I feel an obligation to come in and, uh, take over for you. Well, here's a, is a few issues that's going on, uh, with this whole entire thing. You have the situation where first, uh, they're going, uh, if they come in, if Bill Parcells gets the job, then the Saints will be in violation with the NFL because the Dan Rooney rule, which uh, stipulates that states that you have to interview a minority candidate first before you give anyone a job for a head coaching job. So that's kind of what happened with Mike Tomlinson. You know, they had some maybe other guys on the radar, but Mike Tomlinson being the minority candidate came in, interviewed, and blew their socks off. And so he got the job where, you know, maybe they had someone else in mind, but, you know, to create uh, equal and fair opportunity to have some success and uh, securing coaching jobs for minorities. So now here's the issue. Since everybody knows that, you know, is a one and done, they we're all pre- kind of prepared for the Saints to bring in Bill Parcells. But here's the issue. Who's going to be that coach of color or that minority coach that says, yes, I'm going to interview for this position for one season knowing that I'm not going to get the job, knowing Bill Parcells is going to get the job anyway because that's Sean's boy, that's everybody's boy. He's already kind of been agreed upon that he's going to get it. So I'm not going to do this because it makes a mockery of the system. That's, you know, it's kind of like uh, equal opportunity uh, or just getting uh, just getting a fair chance. I, I'm really concerned about this. And you don't want to be that guy because if you're that guy that you know that you're interviewing for something that's not you're not going to get, you know, <laughs> nobody's going to ever take you serious. I, I, I mean, you being in the military, things like that, and growing up during the civil rights era, you know, that would be some issue for you, wouldn't it, Papa? <laughs> it definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and who's going to respect you after that? So, um, and then, so you have a lot of things going on, uh, and now you have all three, uh, Lo- uh, Loomis, uh, Peyton, and Vit appealing their suspensions. So, and I think all that was done to give a little bit more time to be able to uh, negotiate with Bill Parcells to get this thing in place and get everything going because Sean Payton is out uh, as of April 1st. So things are about to get real in, uh, in New Orleans. And if they don't hire or interview a minority co- candidate, then, like I said, they open themselves up to further suspensions. So stuff is getting real in New Orleans. Uh, I know a lot of people say, go Saints. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And so I, I, that whole division, you know, the Saints better watch out. The Panthers are coming up on them. So let's see what happens. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and Papa and I are going to clear our throats. So OTS, J.D. Hare.
From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Well, welcome back again. And Dawn, Darnell is not here today. We got to get that JD, Darnell Harris and JD Harris, or Darnell Autry and JD Harris on there, Dawn. Uh, that's your name today, Darnell. Last week he came up with something crazy. I forgot what it was. But any, nonetheless, you're Dawn today, break of new Dawn. Let's get it going. All right. Well, baseball season's begun. Uh, they had their first two seasons in uh, Tokyo between Seattle and Oakland on Wednesday and Thursday, uh, and each team won. I mean, me, I'm not as much of a baseball guy, but I am a little excited. I think you might uh, probably share in this excitement, Papa. I mean, now, Papa, I got to tell you this. <laughs> Being an Illinois-raised guy, and, and Papa doesn't love my beloved Bears, he does not like the Bulls. He does not like the Chicago White Sox, nor does he like the Cubs. I'm a little confused. I'm hoping one day that I can convince him to cross, uh, cross over to the dark side or the good side. Uh, Papa, what's up with that? I mean, no love for Chicago sports? Well, no, no. It's, it's just that I have my own reasons for not liking them, but, uh, you know, it's... Uh Hey, that's me, you know. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm, I'm partial to other teams, you know. I always have been. So who's your football team, Papa? Well, you know, for years I was a Dallas Cowboy fan, you know, for you know when Tom Landry was out there and all that group. But uh, since since the new management has taken over, you know, I, I've kind of, I don't, I, I've kind of t- veered away from them but really I don't have a favorite team anymore it's you know it's sometimes I go I went for the coach for a while but then uh, you know hey it, it's hard to say you know? all right what about basketball I know I think I, I know this one no I, I don't I don't follow any basketball I don't have okay. no special basketball team you know because I love to play the sport and that's why to me I, 
it feels like to, to just to really follow the basketball. It's a slow game if to follow it. To play it was a lot of fun. The same thing, like I say, with baseball. You know, baseball, it's nice to play the game, but hey, I just don't like to watch it because it's too slow. Well, uh, get I, it. <laughs> I, I really, the only thing I really love to watch and enjoy is football because football is fast, it's physical. Even though I never played the game, you know. <laughs> you guys hearing that? Now, this is some wisdom talking right now. <laughs> I mean, you know, having played basketball and other sports, I mean, there's nothing like football. But I'm going to get back on to baseball. And the reason why I went there with them, because uh, you're talking about a little apologizing at the beginning. Uh, we went out, uh, and, and the excitement for me with baseball now I've always been uh, had a admiration for the Dodgers, uh, dating back to Jackie Robinson. Um, I, for me, liking history and things like that, and um, things uh, the triumphs and the accolades of African American males in sports really means a lot to me. Then this franchise takes another step. In a direction with uh, Magic Johnson taking on ownership of the Dodgers. Uh, I mean, being a part owner in that, and I just, you know, I just thought that was phenomenal. I, I mean, and I, being a younger man, uh, I'm excited to see the fact that you know my grandfather can see in this day and age a president of color, whether no matter what partisan, uh, party you're in. Uh, you know, that was something I'm sure in your lifetime you didn't think you would see. And then to see now people in ownership, not just, you know, it was hard to see a coach. Now to see a person like Magic Johnson, an owner, I mean, that has to feel good. How do you well, feel? well, that's true, too. That's true, too. Like I see, ever since I was a kid, I was born and raised down in a place called in Southern Illinois. Back during the war, you know, our, my hometown used to be a form team for the Dodgers, the old Brooklyn Dodgers. And as a kid, I used to go, and, uh, and it was back during Jim Crow days, and I used to go down and, and we used to go over and watch, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals when Stan Musial came into baseball mm. and everything, and when Jackie Robinson came into it. You know, I was always a Dodger fan. Matter of fact, I I happened to be in Brooklyn the last year Brooklyn Dodgers ever played at Ebbets Field. Oh wow! And in 1956, and uh, I just happened to be there at the time. Even though they lost the World Series to the New York Yankees that year, uh, that was the last year they ever played in Old Ebbets Field, which was the smallest baseball park in the major leagues. Oh wow! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> before they moved to LA, but then I just got away from baseball, so. And I, I I don't really follow no special team or nothing like that. So, but uh, it's 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 wonderful to hear, you know, that like he said, someone with color, you know, being becoming an ownership, you know, like you say, the Brooklyn Dodgers was, how would I say, uh, the stepping stone for blacks in the major league. <laughs> Absolutely. So going into this and me appreciating that. Uh, I convinced uh, my grandfather and my grandmother <laughs> to actually get in the car with me and go down about a mile and a half from my house and go watch Chicago White Sox and the Dodgers. Uh, and we had someone that was part of our party uh, that was definitely not going to cheer for the White Sox. 
Then we had someone else kind of rubbing it and gloating uh, in Papa's face. It wasn't me this time. Uh, <laughs> Gigi uh, about the Sox uh, actually beating the Dodgers. But I just thought that that would be something that would be very monumental uh, for them to experience. Um, so the other MLB teams are going to be starting uh, coming out this week. And how about this? Tiger Wood finally wins a PGA Tour event. I'm happy. I, I'm happy for Tiger. I mean, you know, the man put himself through some trials and tribulations, but you know what? Who's to throw rocks or judge him? I, I, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, he's being persistent and making a comeback. It's like you can't fault the guy. I fought the guy for trying to change, turn his life around. And it's some people that kind of act like they don't want him to win, uh, but for him to win the Arnold Palmer Invitational uh, since 2009, that was his first win. And he's had a lot of setbacks from not only the other personal things, but the Achilles and everything else, the knees. And uh, so this week, the, mas- uh, the master, the master is about a week away. So uh, how do you think uh, Tiger will do, Papa? Uh, it's hard to say. You know, like I say, I don't, I don't follow golf either, but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, knowing Tiger, Tiger probably come back if he if he starts focusing and uh, get get his uh, concentrate on his game. <laughs> yeah, I, he definitely will. And I, I think that uh, with a guy like him, just the nickname or the name Tiger, once he sees that first blood, then he goes in and goes after it. And I think you know because he's had success. He knows how to get back and what to do to get there. And, you know, it's finding his groove back. So I am uh, excited to see what uh, Mr. Wood is going to do. And uh, I wouldn't go against Tiger right now. I, I mean, I think guys uh, just, they better give him some love uh, and get out the way. And I'm sure he's taking notes kind of like Happy Gilmore, uh, scratching off the guys that uh, kind of badmouth him and the other guys. Uh, that was on the side, he's still going to dominate you too. Um, one of the things, uh, going back to football that I forgot to mention, Donovan McNabb <clears throat> uh, made some interesting comments. Um, and w- it was regarding RG3 going to Washington. And I've often said, personally, I believe I'll, I've always been a fan of Mike Shanahan's system uh, based in Denver. I can't say that I've been a fan of Kyle Shanahan's system in the same way. Um, and Donovan, you know, made note on that, basically saying that, hey, you know what? Basically, John Elway was the last quarterback that pretty much won in this system. And he felt like that they are looking for a guy to mold into their system but not mold around the attributes that that quarterback has. And so I, I guess that, you know, Donovan was a little bit bitter with it. I mean, you know, which he's often accused of being a guy that doesn't say anything. I, I was actually proud of that he spoke up and said, hey, <clears throat> they didn't do the things that address my skill set. But at the same token, uh, when you have RG3, in, which I'm concerned is like, okay, how's their defense? How's all, all those other things that – take the pressure off of a young quarterback. But I would much rather see him in Washington than Indy right now or than in Cleveland. And um, 
one of the things that I'm finding with the whole situation is Herm Edwards made a great analogy. He said, you have, uh, with Donovan McDab, you have a pot that's already been molded, whereas with RG3, you have a piece of clay that you can mold him into what you want him to be. And so for me, I think that I, I didn't look at it at that angle, but that makes a lot of sense. So this, I mean, he could very well be the next John Elway. Uh, with this system, I think is a, a very friendly, quarterback friendly system if you have the athletic skill set, if you're able to bootleg, if you're able to do your waggles with your dropbacks and then be a threat, a run threat where you're going to get guys flying up uh, or having a hold, which is going to release uh, receivers downfield. So, you know, how they defend you is going to be much different. Um, but McNabb made a, 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 a statement also saying he's the most scrutinized quarterback that has played. And I would have to pr- pretty much acquiesce with him on that. I mean, from Rush Limbaugh to getting booed when he was drafted uh, back in 98, or 99, I mean, the guy has endured a lot, and uh, I just thought it was interesting and uh, noteworthy to bring that up. Um, but it's going uh, to be interesting because the Ursay, Jim Ursay, the Colts owner, has not flat out said yet um, that Andrew Luck is their number one pick. Uh, they can actually start getting ready to negotiate with uh, their picks now, but what they've done is they actually went to RG3's workout to see what's going on and, I mean, to make sure they're doing due diligence and looking at the guy, seeing, hey, how does, could, are we secure that this guy being luck is the unanimously number one pick or, you know, how far off the ta- uh, taper is RG3? Is there something that they're doing with the background checks, which I really doubt, you know, something would go against luck. Uh, me personally, for my system and for what I like in a quarterback, <clears throat> RG3 fits more, mostly what I like to do. Um, where Andrew Luck is great. I mean, he's smart. He, he's uh, run a lot. Of, he knows the West Coast terminology, um, he, which puts him in a great situation because, you know, you have so many of Bill Walsh's uh, protégés out there where you could go to Philly and they're running the West Coast offense. Uh, you can go to, you know, a few other places, I'm sure. I mean, uh, Green Bay, I'm sure you're going to see some some of it in Tampa Bay, things like that. So, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, do I think that the Colts are going to take RG3? Absolutely not. But I, I think that they owe it to themselves as an organization to make sure that they're doing due diligence to make sure that they've drafted the right guy. So on that note, we're going to take a break and we're going to get into some more of the recent things that's going on with the NCAA and things like that. So we'll be with you in J.D. Harris, OTS. flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific on the voice america sports channel listen to sports talk at the positive pub every monday at 1 p.m eastern 10 a.m pacific on the voice america sports channel gil tyree talks to sports newsmakers playmakers and story breakers you the hardcore interactive and novice fan can join the show via your phone calls and emails sample what's good right and positive about the world of sports every week Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Welcome back. Welcome back. Darn it, Dawn. Darnell is not here today. I don't know how many times I have to tell you that. Darnell, are you out there? Are you out there? Are you out there? <laughs> uh, we're back. Uh, JD Harris and I have my grandfather in here, Paul Paul. Jack Griffin the third is in the house. Um, we've been talking a little football. Now we're gonna um, talk about this NCAA uh, basketball, the tournament stuff, things that's going on. Uh, first, you know, as I said weeks ago, my bracket was just blown up. I had Duke winning it. So, for Duke to go out early, my level of interest just really changed. But what's funny, uh, I have two of my teams that are still in the hunt uh, for the Final Four. Going in, we'll go ladies first. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little proud today uh, with both the men's and the ladies uh, with the NCAA tournament because, first of all, you have Notre Dame, Going verse number one, Connecticut. I'm gonna tell you, Notre Dame definitely has the cuter girls on the team and that can ball. But I may have to go to a team that's been there over and over and over and over again. And I'm gonna have to go. I mean, I know Skyler uh, Diggins is a ball player, but I'm gonna have to go with Connecticut. They just know how to get it done. Uh, they've been there. Uh, that's a tough one. If you had to choose between the two, I know you haven't been following it like that, Pawpaw. So if you were just to grab one, you don't even want to select one? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm selecting. Uh, just for bragging rights, I'm going to select Notre Dame for him, but I'm choosing Connecticut. <laughs> so then I win. <laughs> uh, no. Um, and then... We have number one Baylor versus Stanford. Now this game I'm torn. And I, I say this because 
the area where I'm from is represented uh, in this game. Sarah Booth, I watched her as a freshman playing at Warren Township High School in uh, Gurney, Illinois, and she is a baller. Uh, she's a junior right now at Stanford, and she's playing her butt off. Um, but then, on the other hand, you have the basketball phenom with uh, Brittany Griner. Brittany Duncan last week, did you see the highlights for that, Papa? No, I didn't. Oh, sh- she's the second woman to ever dunk in a uh, tournament game. And she didn't just get a full uh, open court and just jam it. She came off the blocks and just dunked on everybody. I mean, Brittany, to me, she could play in the men's league, in the NCAA men's league. I mean, the woman's a baller. And she has the attitude to go with it. I mean, I know a couple years ago she got in trouble for uh, punching the one girl. But Brittany is a baller. Uh so it's, it's going to be interesting. So I, I haven't decided yet, but I'm going to have to go. If if I go with my gut, it says I'll say that Baylor is going to win it because uh, there's no answer. No matter, I mean, Sarah Booth, you're a baller. But, I mean, it's like Michael Jordan or Ron Harper. You're going to take Michael Jordan. Yeah, Ron Harper was a good player before he got injured, but Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. So, that's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens. Going on to the men's side, this gets real. Uh, you have number one, Kentucky, and number four, Louisville. Now, you got my boy Patino at Louisville. I, But then you have one of the, well, the number one player in the nation uh, with Anthony Davis. At Kentucky. So, coach versus player. My heart wants to say Louisville because Patino has, you know, he's a great coach. He's assembled Louisville to be a contender once again. I have some ties there. But this boy, Anthony Davis, is a grown man. He is a man child out there. So, I. I'm sure Darnell is going to go with Kentucky, and so am I. And Paul, Paul you you want to take it? Nope. I, I'm not getting any participation with him with you uh, uh, picking a team. Now I know when we go home, he'll be like, "Son, son, I told you, uh, I, I told you that Louisville was going to win it." No, no, no. I, I don't keep up with it. That's why you know because I uh, you know I don't follow these games and. Uh, and if I did, you know, uh, I, I probably would give you a prediction. But uh, besides Louisville and Kentucky, who else is it? That's well, two, well, there's two other teams in the Final Four, aren't there? Yeah, but we uh, we're just we're going well, well, we're going we, game by game. Well, just tell me who's who's the other two. The teams? other two, you have Kansas. You see, he done took over grandfather. Uh, we have number two Kansas versus Ohio State. Oh, so the, so. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Well, uh, personally, I, I, I probably I probably would put number two Kansas. Okay, over Ohio. Now, who do you have winning between the two, Kentucky and Louisville? I would pick Kansas to pick it the whole wall. Okay, but I still got to get you to pick a pick <laughs> between Louisville and, and Kentucky. Yeah, like I say, I I I, I don't know the the two teams, but 
both of those teams are from Kentucky. So <laughs> I just need I just need one. It's just one, okay. I'll I'll, I'll pick uh, Kentucky. All right. And I'm going to go with Kentucky, too, uh, again, because I think that Anthony Davis is quite the ball player. But then now here's another one uh, from my angle going with Kansas and Ohio State. Ohio State has a very young, athletic team. Um, And I really like the fact that when they lost, they lost early, and they they improved. And going back to Sarah Booth, there's a young man that's playing for Ohio State, Lenzel Smith Jr., that I've watched grow up. Uh, in fact, when I was home getting my barbecue, I saw his dad, and uh, his dad was quite a football player. In fact, often I tried to convince him uh, to get his son to play a little football, but that hasn't happened. But, yeah, so we have Lenzel Smith uh, at Ohio State, and Ohio State is a team to me, they have depth. Uh, not saying Kansas doesn't. You know, you're talking about a 31 and six record with Kansas, and then you have Ohio State with a 31 and seven record. So, I mean, the tables are pretty much uh, clear and even. They're leveled. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the upset that probably for some uh, taking Ohio State. I think that just because of their depth and their level of athleticism that I, I can see Ohio State um, beating Kansas, but then when it comes down to it, Ohio State won't have an answer for Kentucky. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go with you at this point now. I think that Kentucky's going to win it. And you know what? I didn't cover or finish the girls, so I do have to apologize. I am going to take the undefeated, number one, Baylor, uh, to defeat Con- uh, Connecticut in the Final Four. Um, first uh, 38 and 0, and like I said, Brittany is balling. So with those two, two, uh, two tournaments, the guys, Kentucky versus Ohio State in the finals. Monday, Kentucky is awarded national championship, and then Brittany Briner is going to walk off like Jordan should with the crossover in the game and her college career and go to the WNBA and ball it out. I wouldn't be surprised if someone like her, for media reasons, things like that, tried to get a tryout in the NBA. And I think she would give a few guys the business. Uh, the girl can straight ball. Um, so that's what's going on with the NCAA tournament. It's on Monday. So, again, we have Kentucky, Darnell, you get whoever lost. Uh, I'm voting for you. You, whatever team loses, that's who you picked. Uh, <laughs> so we got equal this thing out a little bit. And for the girls, I have Baylor balling, the balling Baylor's bear. So we'll see what happens. Now, talk, uh, you, it's, it's the NBA. You had Derek Fisher, who I've often got compared to. People have often said that was my twin. He comes back and helps his team beat the Lake Show. You have uh, guys going all around. I, I, I know that had, I thought it would have been a tough move for Kobe to accept, but at the end of the day, Kobe Bryant likes to win, uh, and so he has his guy. You have Derrick Rose, still injured, who is one heck of a ball player, and the Bulls are still 
kind of keeping it together despite him not being there, uh, which says a lot about their team and their depth. But now you have a lot of guys talking about at the end of the season, they're already put, pitching in their cast to join Miami. <laughs> uh, today was some rumor about, you know, Steve Nash at the end of the season, you know, trying to join Miami. Uh, then, you know, Jason Terry, uh, which would be a great mix. I, I think either one of those guys, and I think those guys won a championship so bad. Well, even though Terry has one, but Steve Nash, you know, that's, that's a piece of hardware that he would like, and I could just see him going there for vet minimum, going ahead and getting that uh, tax-free, state tax-free money and trying to get him a championship. But with that all, with all that being said, I don't know about you, Paul, Paul, but I don't see the Heat getting, I know you haven't followed it, but I don't see the Heat winning it this year. Um, there's so much parity in the NBA right now, uh, in that, especially in that conference, that it's or that division is going to be difficult. Uh, and then you have the Thunder doing, uh, in the Western Conference. The, you can't ever count the Lakers out, um, or some people call them the Flakers. Me personally, Kobe is an assassin. Stay out of his way. The boy knows only one thing, how to win. Uh, so the NBA is just a toss-up. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with my Bulls, uh, winning the East, and I can see the Lakers edging out. So I think it's going to be a Bulls versus Lakers this year. You guys remember I said that on March 30th. So if I, when I'm right and it happens, then, you know, I go ahead and, uh, go ahead and t- take my hat off. So we're going to take a quick break and go on a little entertainment and stuff before we get on out of here for the weekend. So, uh, We'll talk to you in a few. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner Talking Baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. 
You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Well, welcome back. Thanks again, Dawn. Uh, we appreciate uh, first of all, I forgot to give a shout out to G Money. Grant, thank you for another week of putting this all together for us. Grant is our writer. Uh, he's out in Chi Town and I'm sure he is, since it's not very cold, he's probably happy even though today was like 50. <coughs> to me, that's cold, but that's a whole nother deal. Um, but there's a lot going on this week. I know there's a lot of people anticipating uh this lottery that's going on uh what is 600 million 640 million oh see i'm sorry 640 million so paul paul when you or i win where are we going (laughs) (laughs) hibernation Hey, you remember, uh, I'm going to keep them on to that. Uh, some other things that's going on outside of uh, <coughs> things that's being advertised. Uh, yeah, the Bengals cheerleader, uh, very interesting situation. Uh, you have Sarah Jones. Uh, she, was form- she was a former teacher. Uh, she s- sued a website not too long ago that put some things out about her sex life and things like that, said that... Um, she has some STDs, things like that. Well, now she's uh, facing uh, some felony charges, uh, sexual abuse charges for uh, having sex with a student. And her mother was a principal, and so she's being charged because she basically uh, covered up with some um, evidence and things like that to t- kind of supposedly clear the path for her daughter. So, uh, you know... Things are getting real. They're not playing. I mean, usually they go out and attack, uh, get the guys, and now they're really paying attention. And uh, unfortunately, you know, and again, she's been accused. There's nothing that said she's done it, um, but uh, that's a topic in the news. But uh, And the Bengals are keep, still keeping her on. I mean, how many more times can you get in the headlines, though? I mean, I know if that was a few people, they'd be uh, gone. Uh, also, other things that's going on uh, in the entertainment world, uh, you know, you got the um, Chloe and Kate, uh, Lamar marital woes and things of that nature. So we'll see that television show probably come to the end or enough to get some more ratings on there. So it will be very, very interesting uh, to see how that affects uh, his shows. Uh, or their shows and what they go for that. But, uh, going into some more, uh, TV shows, I don't know a lot of you guys. I, you know, subscribe to Showtime and HBO. So I have a few shows that I've been watching. Um, one is Shameless. If you haven't seen Shameless, it's based on the city of Chicago. It's about, uh, an alcoholic drug addict father, uh, who, who has several, uh, kids and, uh, the young, the oldest daughter is left to, uh, raise the kids and, uh, I think it's in the second season. 
it is absolutely hilarious. The things that go on, uh, you even have people like Joan Cusack in there, things like that. It is a great uh, TV show. You have to watch it. Um, the younger brother uh, they have, in fact, is uh, a white family, and the youngest brother is uh, biracial. And, you know, it's supposed to be the dads, and they do a lot of things uh, just to get by. The dad's always up to something, trying to get rich quick. Uh, if you haven't watched Shameless, I, I suggest that's a great one. Another one, um, you have uh, House of Lies with Don Chilo. And, man, you want to talk about some acting going on with Don Chilo? That boy in this movie... Uh, is unbelievable. Uh, the storylines have just been, just been awesome. I mean, Don Tilo, uh, he basically works as a consultant for, uh, corporations and he goes in and he gets them to bring his company in to take over, you know, to help with mergers, things of that nat- nature. But his nemesis, one of his nemesis in the show, it's his ex-wife, uh, who is this narcissist, uh, and, you know, they kind of go at it. And then you have their son, who uh, is a cross-dresser uh, that lives with Don Chilo, his dad, and his girlfriend that was a murderer. I mean, the plot line in this show is unbelievable. Uh, it keeps go- on going. And now... This is a show that you and Gigi are following. Uh, what, what, tell me about the show that you, your, your top show right now, Paul Paul, that you're watching. Well, right now it's, uh, it's uh, uh, this new show with uh, Keith Sutherland called Touch. But the only thing with this show is that you have to watch it completely from the beginning to the end because there's so many different uh, scenarios going on that in the mingle that it brings them all together. And if you don't watch the whole show completely, you lose the gist of it, you know, mm-hmm. and everything. But it's another good show with Keith Sutherland playing in it. Uh, uh, and my favorite with him was at 24. Oh, yeah. That was some so art- is it very similar to 24? Well, it's, it's, it's not, it, this is a, an, an artistic kid. Okay. He, he's got autism uh, autism and everything okay. and uh it deals with he doesn't converse he doesn't talk and uh he communicates with his father who is Keith Sutherland by numbers okay and he brings all these different things happening around the world in different places they all come together in the end so that's why you have to start watching it from the beginning and to the end of this, that, that that series, that day, that night, whatever. But uh, it's an awesome show, really. And it's another one of those things that once you start watching it, you just can't afford to miss any episodes. <laughs> I got you. So that's when everybody in the house needs to be quiet. That's right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, I, I, another show you're watching, and I've kind of started watching with you guys, <laughs> is American Idol. So... Who's your pick to win it all, Papa? Well, I think this young girl, Jessica, she's uh, she's she's an awesome singer. I think she's going to win it. But there's this year's talent. I've been watching this show for almost 14 years, for since it, well since it's been on. Uh, 
but this has been about the best season for us talent. Okay. You know, and everything. And, and I wouldn't want to be one of the judges. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I've been watching it because, you know, that's a good time for some family time. So I come from the man cave and come downstairs and lay on the couch with Gigi and Papa and, we all talk to the television, and it usually doesn't talk back to us. Uh, but DeAndre is a, a my pick, but he, I think he's going to be a guy that doesn't win it, but will have success, probably more success than the people that have won it like a lot of other people have. Uh, changing subjects real fast. Going into movies, top at the bo- box, top three at the box office. Hunger Games, number one, 21 Jump Street. Number two, three, Dr. Seuss and the Lorax. Uh, and then opening this week is The Wrath of the Titans and coming soon, American Reunion based off the American Pie series, which I don't even know what number they're on at this point. Uh, and then Titanic and 3D, seeing it, don't have to see it again. But I'm going to tell you, if you get a chance, go out and see Hunger Games. Uh, nice effects, good plot. Uh, there's some controversy going on with it, so that always sells more tickets. Uh, so you get a chance, you gotta go out there and check it out. Um, and I, I, th- I think I'm gonna go check out 21 Jump Street, uh, before we go. Um, Papa, we got about a few seconds left. You know, is there anything you wanna say? How, how was your time here in AZ? Well, it has been a wonderful two months here, uh, and I really enjoyed myself with my grandson, you know, and I appreciate what he has done, uh, having us out here for the winter. But I've got to go back and, uh, face the music back, <laughs> <laughs> back in Chicago. <laughs> oh boy, when he gets back, boss, take it easy on Papa. Understand the historical value of us going to the game. It was a monumental time in history. Uh, that that he's gone to the game. Um, again, our listeners, I I really thank you for checking us out, and I uh, hope that you all have a wonderful weekend. And we're as we get ready to sign off, I just want to say stay safe and be good. OTS. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.